Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. I'm real excited about this episode. We are going to be interviewing one of the guys that a lot of people call the godfather, the grandfather of real estate. He's been around a long, long time. And uh, in fact, where I'm interviewing two people, one of them calls him his dad. So it's going to be really cool. Today on this episode, we're going to be talking about flipping properties from the MLS. And I can promise you this, you've never heard of this strategy before. You probably have never thought of it before. This is pretty revolutionary. I, I only know a little bit about it, but the little bit I do know about it, it's just like mind blown. If I could do like a mind blown emoji right now, it would be, be like this, right? So uh, I'm going to bring on two special guests here in just a minute, but I want to just announce real quickly, if you like if you like the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast, please leave a review on iTunes, number one. Leave a review on iTunes and then go subscribe to the podcast. So um, I don't want to waste any other time talking about uh, stuff or announcements. I'm going to dive right in. I got Stacy here and I've got Jack. Jack Sternberg is here. Stacy and Jack, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Oh, I'm, I'm excited about being here. I'm excited that you guys are here. Jack, especially, we met for the first time and I had heard about you. I've known about you for years and years. And I met you, it must have been seven or eight years ago, six or seven years ago in New Orleans. Do you remember that? Yes, in the quarter, in the French quarter. In the French quarter. Right. And I... <laughs> you were at a mastermind here. It was, yes, and uh, we got to hang out for a little bit. It was really good to, uh, to see you and talk with you. Stacy approached me the other day, and uh, Stacy and I are collaborating on some things, and, and uh, he said, Joe, you got to interview Jack. He's doing some crazy, amazing things, super creative that I had never heard of before. And uh, he said, "I now, um, I, 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 well, we'll talk about the uh, non-disclosure thing, you know, because it's just it, it, this is like crazy because, again, I've never seen anybody do this before. But uh, uh, what I want to do is I want to talk with Jack and Stacy and talk about what's going on with flipping deals from the MLS. Now, it's not what you're thinking about. It's not going out and making a bunch of low-ball offers, mailing and texting or emailing, uh, you know, faxing a thousand a day. It's none, it's none of that. This is something that uh, is really, really unique. And I just want to encourage you guys to open up your eyes and ears and listen to this. Stacy, will you just kind of introduce Jack? Tell me what you were telling me before and what piqued your interest in this strategy that he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Jack and I go back 20 years at a, a real estate investing mastermind. So, so the one that you were at, I'm sure. And uh, I'll never forget. I say I'll never forget. Um, I think it was a woman who came up <laughs> and asked us at the time. This was 20 years ago. So I'm, you know, I'm 49 now. So whatever, you know, the math is on that. I'm horrible at math. And um, and. She came up and she said, oh, I think it's so great that a father and son can go to these uh, real estate masterminds. And Jack's head nearly exploded. He's not my son. I had to have him when I was 12 years old. He's not my dad. 
<laughs> and so ever since then, he's been dad to me. I always, I, and I call him, I said, dad, I didn't get my allowance this month. What? what? Mm-hmm. He says, go and stand by the mailbox. It's on its way. <clears throat> it's coming. It'll be there any day now. And so just a little bit of, uh, about Jack. He, he's um, forgotten more than most people ever know about real estate. He's done over 1,500 single family house deals. I think at one point, didn't you, Dad, you owned uh, 4,000 apartment units, um, uh, yeah, monthly rental of about a million dollars a month. He owned about $90 million worth of real estate. And so when he called me a couple months ago and said, hey, uh, I want to teach the MLS flip system, which I've been trying to get him to teach me for 20 years, uh, and he wouldn't do it. Uh, he finally, he said, okay, let's, let's do it. Um, he made me sign a non-disclosure agreement, <laughs> which I normally have right here. And I show everybody. And, uh, and he came to Austin, uh, with, uh, to meet with my wife, Hillary and I about five weeks ago and he showed us a system. My mind was blown away because I've been investing in real estate for 25 years. And, um, and so, yeah, we've, I finally got him to start talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So, Jack, how are you, sir? Glad I'm you're good. here. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Good to see you again. Thank you. And, you uh, so, basically, my system was, like many of your listeners, I'm sure, I was buying houses uh, as inexpensively as possible, fixing them up or flipping them or renting them or, you know, whatever it is we're taught to do, lease, lease purchase them, lease option them, all of the above, and hope hoping that at some point someone would come along and buy the house from me uh, for more than I paid for it and like the way I remodeled it and like the way I I uh, positioned the house in the market, the price and all that. And so one day I was at an open house and for myself, I had a, a piece, I had 1,500 houses all at the same time, not one after another, but we had an inventory of houses. And uh, I always say me and the bank and, uh, uh, we were at an open house and, and now this is an example, but a hundred people came through the house and only one person bought the house. Only one person could buy the house. And a certain number of the other people didn't like the color I painted it or where it was or the, perhaps the number of bedrooms or the fact that it had a fireplace or whatever little nuance, you know, that turned them off uh, from buying the house. I started thinking, I need to follow those other 99 people and buy a house for them that they would buy for me. So I started basically taking orders for houses. Okay. But of course, the inventory that I looked at back then was for sale by owners. And I didn't mess with the MLS and I didn't mess with realtors. And like everybody else, I didn't like realtors because they, you know, they, their mandate is to sell things at full price. Uh, or at the highest possible price so they can earn a commission. So I started taking orders for houses and finding houses that approximated what the customer wanted. And I would buy the house for cash, sell or finance the house to them, and sell the note. Been doing that for years and years. And one day a lady came to me and she had found a house on the MLS. And instinctively, I told her I wasn't interested in doing an MLS, an MLS flip. Uh, and uh, uh, but I made an offer on the house. And I made a, you know, 65 cent offer on a 
listed house. And of course it was rejected. And the agent came, the agent called me up and, and you know, didn't even want to present the offer because it was so low. And I told the lady, I said, if I can get a discount on this house, would you buy it from me at whatever it appraises for? And I'll even tell you what I'm going to pay for it because I'm going to pay cash for it. But I'm, the way I make my money is, is I buy at the least possible price and I sell it at appraised value. And she was good with that because she wanted that house, the one she picked out. So I went, I made an offer and, and sold it to her and carried back the financing and sold the financing and made a handy profit on that, on that deal. And I began to realize that the, the MLS is the real estate market. Our niche, the creative niche, is this big in comparison to the entire market. Where I am, I think they sell four or 5,000 houses a month. I know where, you know, I know in St. Louis, they, that number's got to be bigger than that. And then where, also, where do you live right now, Jack? In New Orleans. That's right. Yeah. So... I just want a piece of that. And in order to get a piece of that, I had to learn to conform with the realtor community on a creative basis. And without getting your license, right? Without getting my license, right? Yeah. I didn't want to lie. You know, it's kind of like the reason I don't want to be a lawyer is I can hire a great lawyer, much better than I could ever be. Same reason why I don't want to be a doctor. I want to hire the best doctor in that field I can find. Yeah. And I didn't want to be a, a realtor either. I felt like I could hire a realtor and for that amount, for the 6% commission, I was going to make them work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So explain kind of how this process works or maybe give an example deal. All right. If you so, can. For example, a, a good friend of mine ran the MLS system. He was the uh, operator for the MLS system here locally. And he called me up. He said, come have lunch with me one day. And uh, so I went over to the uh, board office and, I, and he says, you ought to see what's going on in the, uh, in the auditorium. And I went into the auditorium and I saw, I don't know, 100 realtors and they were all learning to become qualified to represent something called the Lou Lease Program. Now, that's been gone for years. And it was a failure, but basically it was the state providing lease. A, a, a customer could pick out a house. The state would buy it and lease it to them and with the option to buy. Okay. Now, needless to say, that didn't last long. It went Not out surprised. of business quick. Not surprised. But I got the idea of qualifying these realtors to work with me. So instead of me going to them saying, please, uh, you know, represent me and, and so on and so forth, I turned it around on them and I said, I'm an investor. I buy houses and I sell them with owner finance. That's what I do. And uh, and I want to see if I'll let you represent me. And well, they started stumbling all over themselves to represent me. And then I started putting my customer that I had developed, the buyer, with that realtor and sent them out to find a house. Several times the house got stolen out from under me and I didn't get to keep the customer. So I made a fix to that. Anyway, that's been about 15 years. I've been doing this about 15 years in this fashion. And I've got all the fixes because a lot of stuff's happened. Uh, dealing with realtors, and I've got all the fixes in place so that now it's really a system, uh, and it's paperwork intensive, um, but basically it's a program that realtors put people in so that I can owner finance a house for them. 
part of the secret is to, in today's world, in order to sell an owner finance note, a lot of a lot of your listeners, I'm sure, know this. The people, it, it, an owner finance note's not necessarily for people who have bad credit. It's for people who have slight hiccups, slight issues. Yeah. So those same issues, um, once addressed, the people can do an FHA or a Fannie Mae or a conventional yeah. loan. Yeah. So when they when they go out to buy a house, if they're qualified for a regular loan, we put them in a regular loan. And the owner finance aspect, which is higher interest, more down payment, uh, kind of becomes uh, a, a second source of uh, money for them. And they, because let's not forget, I have a contract on the house that they picked out in the MLS. And they've already agreed through the paperwork and the understanding that they're going to pay appraised value for my, you know, for that house. Okay. So that's basically the system in a nutshell. It's, it's fairly complex in the sense that it takes a buyer, it develops a buyer, holds the buyer through the uh, selection process of a house. So instead of the normal deal that says, come buy the house I've got that I've just renovated, I tell them, go to the MLS, pick any house you want within reason, within their price range. So I can't put somebody in a million-dollar house that only qualifies for a $100,000 house. But I can put them in I can put them in a $100,000 house at fair market value, at fair interest rates, uh, and on terms that they can do, and they can select the house. So without belaboring the point, I've just engineered a system that works with realtors. In fact, it works with realtors so well that almost every realtor – that participates in this sends me business. Even mm-hmm. the realtors I don't know, the I call them the opposing realtors, the realtors who have the house <laughs> listed. Of course, I've never met them, yeah. but I meet them at the closing, and they, without almost without uh, exception, they all tell me this is the greatest thing. I, I have people who could that this could help, and I get referrals from realtors as well. So let me just ask you a few questions to clarify sure. some things here. You're finding a buyer first. Yeah. Okay. Are you using your own money to buy the house? No. Okay. And so what kind of discount do you have to buy it at when you're making the offer on the MLS? I mean, I could buy the house for really 95 cents, 97 cents on the dollar. So that's what blew me away. When Stacy told me that, I said, oh, come on, Stacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hang on. I don't want to. I can. You can. But I don't want to. Of course, I want to make as much money as I can. So typically I'll make a... I'll make a 90 cent offer, 89 cent offer, let them come back at 93 cents, 94, and then I'll settle, make a deal. So I, I, I do I do get, you know, city average is maybe 8 to 10% yeah. for this price. And I get, you know, 8 to 10%, maybe a little more sometimes. Well, do you think it's going to be harder to get an offer accepted at 70 cents on the dollar or 90 cents on the dollar? Yeah, it's impossible at 70 uh, <laughs> with a realtor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't even do that. Yeah. So are these beat up homes, you know, dilapidated? You know, work? They're, they're listed homes with major real estate companies. They're ready to go. In fact, they can't be anything but ready to go. So I don't do renovations or we don't do anything like that. So okay. the house that my customer selects needs to be a house that's moving condition. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be painted or something like that, but, but nothing uh, – Nothing that would prevent somebody from living there now. All right. So you're not you're not buying the house though. 
No. Not buy the house. You, there's several different ways of doing it. You could buy the house and, and flip it to them. You, absolutely. It's not necessary. Uh, the way I do it is it's a, my system is a program that the people enroll in and the sellers enroll in the program. And it allows for me to sell directly from the buyer. I'm sorry, from the seller to the buyer and get paid all at the same time, all in one room, all on the HUD, fully compliant with any realtor, any mortgage broker, any title company. It doesn't require any special set of circumstances uh, to make this work. And this is why you make Stacy sign the non-disclosure yes. agreement because yes. that's where the secret sauce is right yes. there, right? right? And uh, so just so I'm clear, you, you don't need a real estate license. So you're not brokering a deal. No. You're not brokering because you obviously yeah. have to have a license to do that. Right. But you're getting paid somehow in the middle on the HUD. This isn't some under the table thing. No. You're getting well, paid on the HUD. Joe, any title company. Doesn't have to be lender, you know, uh, uh, investor friendly. I don't do anything investor-friendly. It doesn't have anything to do with investor-friendly. Uh-huh. Any realtor doesn't have anything to do with an investor-friendly realtor. I, and any mortgage company doesn't have anything to do with an investor-friendly mortgage company. Uh-huh. And and it is vanilla, generic, typical real estate. People have tried to second-guess how this works. I've just described how it works. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> there isn't, you know, I, I've said this before to Stacy many times. Some gurus out there will say, I've got a car that'll go from zero to 100 in four seconds and leave out the fact it needs to be down an ice ski slope. This is not, a, there's no ice ski slope here. Good. Uh, it works just like I said. And it's not a simple process, but it's a doable, consistent process. All right. So you you buy it for 90 and you sell it for what? 100, 105, 100? Yeah, whatever it appraises. Whatever it will appraise. Yeah, so typically it's at least 100 cents, maybe 105. Sometimes it's been more. Sometimes if it's too much, I'll lower the price because the people can't qualify. You know, the people qualify for a $100,000 house. So they can't really spend, if it appraised for 130, I can't really sell it to them at 130 because they can't afford to pay that. Yeah. So in that case, I do. I lower the price. I leave money on the table. So are you carrying this note? Are you holding? Is it owner financing? Are you holding a note? If we do an owner finance deal, yes, I'd hold the note, or I'd discount the note, or I'd sell the note, or I'd leave it on the line of credit. I mean, the answer is yes. Sometimes I hold the note. Sometimes I sell it. But regardless, I have a facility to sell the notes. Okay. Yeah. You're you're not out there then doing direct mail. No. Um, cold calling, Facebook no. ads, pay-per-click. No. Well, How are you? We're running ads. We run Facebook ads. We do some print work. We do some networking with realtors. I have a realtor program that I supply to realtors that educate them on sending me deals. Okay. Um, that's part of the process. What's your average profit on each of these deals then? On a typical anyway, house? Anywhere from a low average, a low of eight to a high of about twelve on a hundred and twenty thousand dollar house. So on a median priced home, about yeah. ten grand. Yeah. But this will work in California. This will work you know, it, about the only place just bluntly that it won't work is in a seller market where there's no negotiation on houses and the houses go over over value. Yeah. Are you starting 
So this sounds like it's coming into the, as a market is now slowing down, it's this strategy is going to be becoming more and more important, isn't it? That's why I'm doing this because it's time. The yeah. time is right. Where, where's the risk in this, in these kinds of deals? You know, they're really, I mean, I hate to say it's risk-free. It, 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 there is no risk. So you I don't mean, close on the deal unless it's... Yeah, you don't close on the deal unless you're going to make money. Okay. If, if okay. the house doesn't appraise, bear in mind the customer's already qualified. I don't put them with a realtor until they qualify. Okay. Buy the house. So the risk is they never find a house, but in terms of a monetary risk, there is no monetary risk. Um, yeah. Well, then when, what kind of, uh, like how close do they need to be to actually getting a traditional normal mortgage? Well, in the, in the owner finance world, the seller finance world, um, they, they're allowed to have some hiccups. They have to be explainable hiccups. It's a lot of common sense type underwriting. But by and large there, people are close. And if they're not close, I have a program that holds them puts them into a, a kind of a holding pattern where they, when they do become qualified, we, we help them become qualified. They come out and they come to me to buy the house. So I've got a, I've got a piece of this uh, called the assisted home purchase program uh, that kind of holds the buyer, warehouses the buyer, and they start coming out. Uh, say, for example, they need two years on the job and the guy's got a, a year and a half on the job. So he's got six months to uh, before he's traditionally qualified. Well, I have a a, a program that I put him in uh, that's going to hold him for for all all those six months. He's coming back to me. I guarantee you. Everybody who's yeah. ever seen how I do it say it's genius. I don't think it's genius particularly, but it works every time. All right. So can you give us your pitch to realtors? How do you pitch this to a realtor to say, hey, bring me? you know, your buyers or your sellers? What is it? I tell a realtor, if you have a customer that's uh, interested in buying a house, but they've been turned down by a mortgage company, give me their names. And, uh, and well, there's a, there's a system. I mean, I guess I could go into it. There's, so let's say a realtor uh, has 10 turndowns. Well, I'm advertising. I'm constantly getting buyers lined up. So if a realtor has 10 turndowns, if the realtor will give me her 10 turndowns, I'll assign 10 of mine to her. So now she has 20. We'll work with all 20 of them. And when some of those come out and are ready to buy a house, she'll be the realtor on the house. Okay. So we can double her, double or triple her volume easily. All right. And she can be then the one out there looking for the homes as well herself. It makes no difference because there's nothing the realtor has to do other than show the people the house. There's no commission split with the realtor. The realtor doesn't contribute any, nothing to do with that. No realtor would turn this down. There's no reason a realtor would turn this down. And they don't. Well, when you yeah. tell them too that you're an investor, they're thinking automatically, oh man, you're going to lowball. Yeah, but I don't. And you're going to waste my time, but you're not. Right. right. Cool. So can you, um, can you do this in any part of the country? Do you have to have? You can do this in any area. Actually, you could have two or three per city. Uh, but I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not selling uh, any kind of uh, get rich quick thing or, you know, this is my business. And I'm really kind of limiting myself to, I'm going to do it like 50 active people around the country. It's me. It's a 
you know, this whole thing was designed for me to die in the middle of a transaction and it's still closed. I can't tell you how many times I was at the title company in conference room. That's kind of depressing, isn't it? Again? <laughs> That's kind of depressing. I, I know, really, it's, I can't tell you how many times I'd come home on a Friday afternoon at six o'clock with my check in my hand after having battled the buyer, the seller, and the title company in three different rooms at the title company with my buyer out in the U-Haul in the front of the title company ready to move into their house on Friday afternoon, last day of the month. And I thought, you know, this thing, I, I was making a bunch of money, but if something happened to me in the middle of this thing, it wouldn't close because it required me to be there. And this doesn't do that. This, this gets the realtor to do their job. Uh, the way this is structured. Now I'm there. I like to be there because that's where I get paid. So I want to be there. I'm not into this virtual. I mean, you could do it virtually. I'm not interested in doing it virtually. I want to be in the room because I want my check. Okay. Let's talk about marketing. So you're mainly marketing for buyers. That's your main right. thing. You're, you're marketing for buyers. You find somebody that is uh, semi-qualified and just kind of on the verge of getting the mortgage, right? Not um, necessarily. Not necessarily. No, I want I want all levels of buyers. I want okay. people who have no hope of buying a house all the way through somebody who's you know got a 720 credit score and and hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Everything in between. So it's not I'm not looking for a particular type of buyer. I'm looking for all buyers. So why can't these buyers just work with realtors? Why do you have to be involved? Well, number one, the realtors don't know how to do it. Number two, the realtors don't have an incentive to work with the buyer. With me, they have a commission incentive. They're going to get paid on the transaction. And with me, they know the transaction is going to close because I have a program, basically. Much as I discussed a little while ago, going into the, going into the auditorium and seeing all these realtors becoming qualified for that program, I decided I needed to qualify them to work with this program. So... As long as I'm developing the buyer, I control the buyer. They're how is it program? How is this different than what Home Partners of America does, or some of these hedge funds, where they find a qualified tenant, they buy the house and lease option it back to that tenant? This is like, not a lease option. Okay. This is not any kind of contract for deed. This is not any kind of trust or power of attorney situation or any of that. I know about those other programs. It doesn't even compare to this. Those are all lease purchase. And that's fine if you want to lease purchase something. But most buyers want to own. And with me, you know, I tell people at the closing, if a tree falls on your house after this closing, don't call me, call the insurance company. Right? Because I don't have anything to do with it at that point. So is it a, con so it's not a land contract, not a land contract for deed? Of any type. So who's uh, on the deed? Yeah, they're absolutely 100% on the deed, and I am not. Okay, so the buyer's on the deed. Nor is the agent. I mean, nobody's on the deed but the buyer. Nice. Right. I mean, I can just see how much more appealing this would be to a buyer. Right. You know, because with a land contract, they're, they're maybe not on the need deed until they refinance out, right? right. But this is right. much better for this them. This were on the deed day one. That's amazing. All right. Yeah. So you're marketing for buyers mainly, and you do some Facebook ads. Stacy was telling me that. It's really simple. But you also do some other types of marketing. What kind of marketing budget do people need then for finding these buyers? 
You're talking thousands of thousands of dollars or no, no. I, I had difficulty spending more than about fifteen hundred a month. I had difficulty finding places to spend more than fifteen hundred a month and I would get my lead cost was about a dollar a lead or maybe a little more in today's, you know, we're exper- excuse me. We're experimenting with some stuff. And I think the lead cost uh, was a little north of a dollar, but south of uh, two dollars. Yeah. I've done Facebook ads for tenant buyers before for lease option tenant buyers, and it works really, really well. Yeah. How many leads, out of curiosity, how many leads do you get when you run that kind of ad? You know, it's been a few years since we did it. It's been about three years, um, but we were getting, it was ridiculously cheap. In fact, I remember even, this is something you might want to test too on your own. Uh, we had, we were testing different ads, some ads that had a picture of a beautiful house, landscape lighting, manicured lawn. Then we tested that with a little small three bedroom ranch with the lawn in the front, like brown, half brown and half green, right? Yeah. Just like a normal middle-class yeah. property. A real house. Yes, a real house. Would you believe it? The one that looked like the smaller, cheaper house had two to three times the clicks and oh, the opt-ins. Yeah. And uh, our ad that we were doing was just for, hey, join our join our list to find local rent to own homes or something like that. Right. And, um, and I was just using an investor carrot website and i you know, I wish I could remember the numbers. I could look it up later if we had to, but, uh, the, uh, it was, it was really, really cheap. Well, um, we're getting, we're getting eight to 12 leads a day, 14 leads a day, I think right now in, in one market, in one market. One yeah. market. So credit is no problem then. Yeah. Credit's not okay. So there's several different, aspects to this. People who who need credit to be no problem enter what we call the assisted home purchase program. People who are ready to go start looking for a house. So credit is an issue. Anybody who tells you credit isn't an issue is not telling you the truth. What, what I've got is a piece of this where we hold basically warehouse, for lack of a better word, we warehouse people who have credit issues. They can't continue to have credit issues. Let's be real. they got to get their act together. Um, And we got a little uh, section of this that that gets them to get their act together and qualify for a house. We know exactly what they need to do to qualify. Okay. Can you even help somebody who's got good credit? Absolutely. Okay. And and you, you get paid from that, being in the middle of that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I've done people with excellent credit, with money in the bank, uh, buying a second or third home uh, who don't want to go to the bank for various reasons. Uh, done self-employed people who have mattress money, um, so to speak. Um, you know, that type of thing. So you're, you, you, don't, you don't have a mortgage broker's license? No, not a mortgage broker. Not a real sweet list. Third-party mortgage broker, third-party realtor, third-party title company. Any title company, any mortgage broker, any realtor. Okay, cool. Doesn't require anything special. How long do these take from beginning to end? You know, if you find a good buyer that qualifies or whatever, how long does it typically take? So typically, it's it's a regular real estate transaction. So the truth is, it takes about 30 or 45 days from start to, you know, from when they're looking for a house to when it closes because there are inspections, there's an appraisal, there's all the normal normalities of a typical real estate transaction. Do you even go look at the property yourself? I try not to because I'm, I'm not interested 
I'm never going to live in that house. I have a beautiful home. I'm, I'm not really interested in that house. My motto is, if they like that house, I like that house. I try not to look at it. So I see the paperwork, but the realtor, uh, the realtor yeah. handles all that. Are you using contracts assignments or putting them in trusts, anything like that? No assignments. Realtors won't do anything like that. Sure, right. Right? You have to go to an investor-friendly title company to do that, too. I can let them pick the, the title company. I don't care what title company it is. Because right. there's nothing. It's all done in the same room at the same time by the same lawyer, with both realtors in the room, the buyer, the seller, everybody's. So there's no trickery. There's no ski slope. There's no ice ski slope. I like that analogy. You can do these deals anywhere. You know, let's say I wanted to do them in Des Moines, Iowa, and I live in St. Louis, Missouri. Could I yeah. do them in, in Des Moines? I, I know you can. Old school. I like to be there. You know, I, you definitely can do it virtually. You know, that's just, I can't imagine myself doing a deal across the country. Well, I, there's I enough, oppor- I mean, there should be enough opportunity where you live. There is. There's more you, than, you don't it, need to go out anywhere. You know, I've explained it. Uh, uh, a friend of mine was asking me about it. And and just as there are uh, 10, and I'm making this up, 10 Century 21s in your town, you know, there could be, you could have 10 people doing this in your town. It wouldn't affect you, just like it doesn't affect the fact that there are 10 Century 21s. It has nothing to do with it. Stacy, you've been quiet. I'm sorry. I've not been asking you uh, any questions here, but like, what are some of the common questions or objections or, you know, myths that you hear that you, you want to maybe talk about here? A lot of people think it's some kind of uh, assignment or trust or some hokey something that somebody taught them somewhere. It's not. It's none of those things. Um, and the more, I, the more I talk about it, people try and figure it out. It's in your face. It's so clear. It's so simple. It's so mainstream. It doesn't look, it doesn't look, smell, or act any different than a regular real estate transaction. That's what's so beautiful about it. And let me assure you again, let me tell you again, there's no ice ski slope. It doesn't require a set of circumstances. You're paid on the hood in front of everybody, and they all shake your hand. They're all happy with it. That's good. You know, Joe, a great way to, a great analogy would be, you ever watched a commercial or been in a store and seen a product and thought, why can I think of that? That's a great idea. Yeah. And it's so simple. Yeah. For, why didn't I think of that? As that's, that's what it, the secret sauce was. When you see it, you're, you would just, Joe, if we showed it to you, you would just go, wow. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, yeah. Which is why, Jack, uh, I, I'm glad that you're sharing this, Jack. I really am. And and obviously, there is there's a lot more to this that's under the hood that's really important that um, people get right and not screw it up and do it wrong. You're doing some workshops coming up where you're going to be teaching this strategy to a right. select few. People. Right. You don't want the entire world knowing about this, right? Well, the, the bottom line is, it's me. I can only support about 50 active people. I'm not going to do, you know, uh, I can't do a, a, a thousand people, and I'm not. So, and I don't speak from the stage, and I'm not run to the back of the room and got to buy it now. So let me tell you a few things about it. 
First, um, I'd like to know a little bit about the potential trainee. We'd like them to go to uh, MLSflip.com. Yeah, I got a link here, guys. I want you to see. MLSflip.com. Write this down. MLSflip.com. Let me, let me also tell you that I'm charging $50,000 for this program. It's uh, not a $97 uh, deal. It's a real system. Um, we're also asking people to commit, you know, those that we're going to accept doing this, we ask that they commit themselves to doing this. They can't buy the next shiny object. They don't need to buy a shiny object. This thing works. They don't need to do anything else. If they want, if they want to learn how to flip properties on the MLS, uh, this is the program. This is what they ought to do. Um, that's not, that's not cheap. No, but we're, you know, listen, I'm willing to finance some of it or part of it, or I'm willing to talk about it. It works. I, I expect to get paid out of it. Uh, that's why I'm willing to finance it. So don't let money stop you from, you know, going to, going to fill out the information. Well, let's, let's talk about the numbers here too, because right. th- these numbers are actually really good. You should be able to get that money back right. in five deals, right? five deals. Right. Um, so, you know, if somebody takes it really seriously, Jack, and, um, you know, they go, you do a, how, how long is a workshop that you do when you teach this strategy? I do a three, I do a three day, very intensive. It's almost one-on-one. Uh, it's not one-on-one, but it's almost one-on-one small group. It's in a boardroom. Generally, you know, we're doing, uh, I've got one that I'm, I'm willing to do and we'll see how that goes. And I devote myself to the student. I want the student to succeed, but they have to want to succeed. They have to be willing to follow directions doesn't require a lot of experience. Some experience would be good, but pretty much anybody can do it. Yep. And so somebody taking it seriously and doing what you say to do, you know, how realistic is it to get them to one or two, couple, three deals a month? I mean, very realistic. They have to follow the program. Um, it's going to take 30 to 45 days to do their first deal, mm-hmm. uh, assuming they start immediately. But after that, it's kind of rolls because people come out of the assisted home aspect of this qualify uh and you put them with the realtor and they find a house i i love this idea jack because you know 80 what's the statistics 80 percent of sellers who want to sell their house or and or buy a house what's the first place they go to or who's the first person they call a realtor the mls this is where a vast majority 90% 90% maybe of all the transactions happen on the MLS. Right. If you're ignoring the MLS or if you think the only way you can do deals is by offering a ton of low ball offers at 60, 70 cents on the dollar, you're in for a huge um, awakening. I mean, this, the, no. go ahead. Yeah. I mean, just think for a second. I've got, I control the buyer. I've developed and control the buyer. He's approved for $200,000. I send him out to find a house in his price range. He identifies the house. I'd be willing to make $195,000 off knowing I'm going to make 5,000 on that house. I don't. There's a way to make 10 or 12,000 or, or more on that house, but I could pay 95 cents on the dollar for the house if I wanted to. Yeah. No, that's crazy. When Jack says we send them out to look at the house, we're not, they're not going out with us. They're going out with one of our agents 
not our agent says, and we don't own a brokerage, but one of the agents we work with. So Jack and I are out there driving all over town yeah. with houses and the guys who, I know we've got some guys here in, uh, in large metropolitan areas and you are as well, Joe, and it can take 45 minutes to an hour to get to the other side of town if, to go look at a deal. That's what a lot of real estate investors do. We don't do that. The agents do that. That's their That's what we pay them for. Let me just say this too, guys. I don't get anything from this. I I love Jack so much. Stacy, he's all right, but I you know, like I'm just kidding. And uh, but I believe in what Jack is doing here. When Stacy was telling me this, I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy." So I don't get anything from this. I just want you guys to hear about this. This is a strategy that I don't know anybody else doing, and I've never heard of this before. And if you're just there isn't anybody doing anything. Like no. So it's, it's very, very unique and uh, I'm excited about it. And I know that somebody here is listening to this podcast right now and is going to sign up and you're going to change your life. You just got to do four, five, six deals to get that investment back. It's a no brainer. Jack's been in the business for 40 something years. Is that what you said? Years. You've been through one or two market cycles. I have. Cool. Any final words? Stacy or Jack, anything you want to say as we wrap it up? Go ahead, Dad. You- <laughs> um, so if anybody is interested, don't let the price scare you. It's that expensive because it works. Go to MLSflip.com, make an application. It's a brief application. My assistant, Kelly, who's been with me 12 years, is going to call you and set an appointment, answer every single question you have. And then we have some questions as well. So everybody needs to be comfortable with this. You need to fully understand it before you commit to it and uh, and just, you know, take it from there. I mean, this is, I don't want to say this ought to be the last thing you ever, the last real estate pro- product you ever buy, but it ought to be the last real estate product you ever buy. You know, how much does it cost to buy a Subway franchise anymore? Ah, there you go. When, when, when you're actually buying a 60 hour a week job. Right. How much does it cost to go to a four year college degree? That's exactly to make fifty thousand dollars a year. Like, come on, this is uh, my lawyer told me I should charge a hundred thousand for it because it's so such a turnkey deal. Oh, excellent. Yes, Stacy, do you have anything you want to say to wrap it up? Um, no, those are great questions. That before Jack showed it to me, I had a lot of the same questions. How do you, how are you in there inserting yourself into the middle of two agents, not being an agent yourself? and able to walk away with, in some cases, more money than they're walking away with and not have Board of Realtors, you know, dragging you in front of one of their, you know, panels or whatever they do. Um, and when you, like I said, when you see it, um, and when I, when I signed the non-disclosure, he showed it to me and I, I had the eureka moment. Ah, I get it. A lot of it is in the paperwork. A lot of the secret sauce is in, in, in his paperwork. And it's not a trust. It's not anything weird like that. Because like Jack said, you the title companies wouldn't, they don't want to mess They're with it. Do it. They don't want to mess with any of it. And that's, let me emphasize that again. We're not out there looking for investor-friendly title companies that will let you do double closes or assignments, right? Right. You're right. not looking for hard money lenders or private money lenders. You're not looking for title companies that will let you do this stuff or realtors that are investor friendly. You're just working. You, you want to work with the boring old realtors, boring old title companies, right? 
Right. I want to work generic. You know, when I started doing this, I, I, I said a minute ago, what if I died in the middle of a, of a double close transaction? It wouldn't happen. And I started systematizing it 15 years ago so that it would happen because it was all contracts. And how do I interface our world, the investor world, with realtors without alienating the realtors? And I've, I've, the answer is very simple. You pay them. And I have a way of paying them, not a way, but I have, they get everything they want. Right. They want full commission. They're going to get full commission and they're going to get more business from me. So they love me. That's excellent. Yeah. Very, very good. All right, guys, there you have it. Right. MLSflip.com. This isn't some hard pitch. It's 50 nope. grand. Okay. <laughs> don't let that scare you. Tell, I mean, you know, you can make a lot of money with it. So don't, that shouldn't well, scare you. If it does, you're probably not a good fit for it anyway. Right? Yeah, really. That's true. So yeah. th this, the potential in this is nothing unlike anything I've ever seen. And I'm excited about it. I'm glad to have you here, Jack. You too, Stacy. Thanks Thank for being you. here on the show. And uh, guys, again, if you have any questions about this strategy, don't ask me. <laughs> I can't answer it. Go to MLSflip.com and just fill out a survey. Get on the phone with Jack and his team. You can ask them all the questions you want, yeah. you know, get a good comfort level with this. And, um, you know, that's, that's the next step. If you're at all interested in this, this is really good. Nobody else is doing this. MLSflip.com. Go check it out. Great. And, uh, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate right. you being All right. Thanks, Joe. Bye-bye.